0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. So glad to have you here with us. And we want to welcome you to the After Sermon School podcast. Amen. Uh, Sponsored by the Bethel Baptist Church located in White Plains, New York, 1 Fisher Court, uh, 10601. God bless you all. God bless you all. As we come together, I'm Reverend Dr. Edward O. Williamson pastor, teacher of Bethel Baptist Church, and we're starting these podcasts so that we can go deeper into the sermon messages after uh, after they've been preached and shared so many times. Uh, we as pastors and we as preachers can't share everything in a 20-minute to 40-minute sermon, and we have a lot of other information. The other thing that even though in our culture we use a dialogue in preaching, we also realize that sometimes you have questions and, and you want to explore some areas deeper or get some explanation. So that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is about being open, amen, uh, going deeper into the sermon and sharing at a deeper level. So, so guess what? You that are joining with us as we are uh, preparing this podcast message, amen, as we're recording it on tonight, this evening, uh, we want to say you're going to get to go deeper, amen. You're going to get the scoop. After the sermon. So, so God bless. Welcome everybody. Uh, we were, uh, inspired to do this in response to a sermon entitled Trouble in the Garden, Trouble in the Garden. So we're going to read a passage from Genesis chapter three and just one verse, Genesis 3 15. Uh, it's called the Proto Evangelion. Amen. Proto Evangelion. And that passage is where we first, uh, hear, uh, God. Uh, make a promise or prophecy in regards to Christmas. And somebody says, well, how did we get to that point? Uh, We will get into that as we go further into this podcast. So welcome everybody to the podcast. Amen. Genesis 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we we seek you. We seek your guidance as we uh, uh, enter into this podcast moment, Lord God. Uh, We pray that you would give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. So bless us today. Bless every participant. And then, Lord, may this message And this recording, go forth and be a blessing to generations and to your people, Lord God. We thank you for all things, Lord God. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. God bless you all. So let me just say, how did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get to uh, this proto-evangelion passage and and looking at Genesis chapter 3? Uh, to give you some background, we are in a season called Advent, Advent, A-D-V-E-N-T, Advent, the Advent season. And the Advent season is a season of preparation celebrated in the Christian calendar year. As a matter of fact, it is the first the first season in the Christian calendar year, and Advent, the word, means coming, all right, or uh, come, to come to, all right? And so when we uh, talk about Advent and preparation, we are preparing uh, to celebrate Christmas, which is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the, the Advent season is approximately uh, four weeks prior uh, to Christmas. Amen. And we would do readings uh, on each day, and we have assigned readings at Bethel. Uh, we are reading from the U version of the of the Bible, which gives you uh, devotional readings, topical devotional readings, and so we have two devotional readings that we're using, and one is Christmas from cover to cover, where we are looking to discover passages relating. Uh, to Christmas throughout the Bible, and it's a very inspirational reading and study, uh, and that's for our adults. Christmas from cover to cover. Uh, the second one we have is for uh, children, youth, and families, and that one is entitled "Joy to Your Well World." And in that one, it is a 25-day devotional. It's primarily directed at children and youth and families. So we have two ways that you can read and. Uh, and meditate, and prepare yourselves for Christmas through, through doing Advent studies with us. Now, we have, uh, in the Christian calendar year, we have Advent, that season for preparation, amen, for Christmas. In the Christian ca- calendar year, we have a, a a celebration called Epiphany. Epiphany is usually celebrated on January the 6th, and it uh, celebrates the visit of the wise men and also the baptism of Jesus. Okay. Epiphany, Epiphany usually celebrated about January the 6th. The third, uh, key date on most Christian calendars is the season of Lent. Amen. And Lent is that season of preparation for Easter. Included with Lent, you'll find Shrove, uh, Tuesday. You'll find Mardi Gras. You'll find Ash Wednesday. All of those things. And again, it's preparatory. And uh, you know that many people on Ash Wednesday, uh, when it kicks off, they they make a commitment and they uh, they fast or they withhold or, or don't uh, partake in certain activities, uh, preparing themselves and fasting to grow closer to God. So, so the third uh, uh, key point is Lent. The fourth is Holy Week and Easter. Okay, Mar- usually celebrate March or April. And Holy Week, of course, includes Palm Sunday, Mauday Tuesday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. Amen. And so that's part of it. And then the fifth uh, day that we celebrate as Christians and season is Ascension Day, Ascension Day. And Ascension Day uh, usually occurs in April or May. It's the 40th day after Easter. And if you think about Ascension, that is the day on which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was taken back into heaven Uh, on the cloud, and we know that he sits where? At the right hand of the Father. Amen. And then the last major day that most Christian calendars observe or Christians celebrate is called Pentecost Sunday, and Pentecost Sunday is seven weeks after Easter Sunday, and it's the day of Pentecost. It's also the uh, pouring out of the gift of the Holy Spirit, and recognized as the birth of the church. So we have these days that we celebrate, and we are now in that season of Advent. And so we are looking at scripture passages that tie us in uh, to Christmas, uh, teach us about Christmas, give us some foundation. And so it brings us to the passage from the sermon on last week, when we talk about trouble in the garden, we looked at Genesis chapter 3, and uh, for the whole story of uh, uh, the fall of man, you would look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 15, Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 15, uh, and we called it a case study, a case study on human sin and God's grace, human sin and God's grace, amen, amen. So we, we, we enjoyed that. Uh, let me say this to you. Uh, and what I try to get people to see, is in Genesis chapters one and two, Genesis chapters one and two, know that that's when everything was good. Everything was working together as God uh, created and planned it. Uh, There was no sin in the world. Uh, There was right relationship between man and God. And guess what? There was right uh, relationship between man and man. And the first people are who? Adam and Eve, so there was this right relationship between them. Here's God's assessment. God said when he finished creating everything, he looked at it, and he said, it's very good. It's very good, so that's what God's assessment was, and we know that Genesis chapter 2 closes with these words that the man and the woman were naked, uh, and they were unashamed, All right. They they didn't see any evil in each other. They didn't see anything that needed to be hidden or covered up. They were transparent with each other. So in these first two chapters of Genesis, the beginning book of the Bible, we get this understanding of how God's creation was intended to be. Amen. How his creation was intended to be how everything was to work together, the shalom of God, the peace of God, the harmony of God, everything in place and working as it should. But things change. Things change in Genesis chapter three, in Genesis chapter three. And and, uh, uh, I'd like us to look at that and and to think about what happens in there. Uh, When we looked at the sermon, we looked at basically uh, three areas that, that we uh, examine. Uh, the first one is Eve and the serpent, the encounter bec- between Eve and the serpent. Uh, the second area we looked at, uh, was this, this idea of sin. So we studied sin in itself. What is sin? What does it mean to sin? And, and how did this, uh, uh, first sin, this transgression, amen what were the elements of it and and what's so uh unique about it all right and that's in verses six and seven and then uh in verses 8 through 15 uh we really looked at the grace of God that that even though man sinned God still showed himself to be gracious to be loving to be compassionate toward man and we should be excited about all of that so so those are the areas that we looked at uh in a nutshell but but let's start it. Start pushing it a little bit and, and, uh, let me see if we have any questions, uh, from anybody that just want to say, uh, pastor, I want to talk about this. Or I want to make sure we cover this question or, or when you, when you preach the sermon, did I hear you say, or help me get some clarity? So, so did anyone come to the table, uh, this evening with a question from the sermon? Trouble in the garden, trouble in the garden. Amen. The fall of man. Okay. Uh, Brother Jamal, go ahead.
1: You just indicated that the Lord shows grace towards Adam. Mm-hmm. The question is, did the Lord show grace to both or was it just to Adam? Because he did indicate that someone would be cursed, correct?
0: There is a curse. And uh, so let's separate the curse. The curse, the penalty was, Uh, Remember, God instructed the man and the woman. He instructed mankind not to eat of the tree of the garden. So He said, "If you eat of the tree of the garden, you shall do what? You shall surely die. You shall experience death." All right. So, uh, what happens when they eat of the fruit? Amen. So we we have to go back to verse uh, six and seven. Uh, All right, and it says. uh, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband uh, with her, and he did eat. Remember the husband, they are both there. They are together. Okay. All right. And he did eat. Verse 7 says, and the eyes of them, what? Both were open." All right, there's the curse, there's the penalty right there when their eyes become open. Because what happens that that pronouncement of the curse is immediate? All right, and so what happens? They experience a death right in that moment when their eyes open. What is the death? They and uh, he says, and they knew they were naked, okay, they knew uh, they were exposed, they they knew they were vulnerable, all right. Uh, that that is something they never experienced before this moment. okay? Is everybody with me? All right? So they knew that they were naked, they knew they were exposed. That is the breakdown in the relationship between the man and a woman. because before then they didn't have any issues. okay? But also, guess what happens when when they hear God in the garden, okay, when they hear the sound, of the garden. Amen. Sister Tweety said the innocence was gone. There you go. So, so, so in, in, in chapters one and two, there is an innocence going on. Uh, there is no accountability there. But remember, now they have what? Knowledge of good and evil. They are now accountable. They are now responsible. Amen. For their choices. They are responsible because what they can discern, they can choose between the good and evil. Okay, all right, okay. So they they did experience a death, the death of their relationship to each other, and they heard God in the in the garden. Uh, so what did they do? They hid themselves from God. That was a separation from God. That was a that was something they had not experienced before. Separating themselves, hiding from God, fearing God okay? Fearing because what? They feel that they did something wrong. They know they did something wrong. All right? Uh, Reverend Dale, go ahead.
2: Uh, yes, sir. I just saw this, so bear with me, y'all. In chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 27, it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then in chapter 2, verse seven, is this just the description of how he created them? Because if, if he's already done it in chapter one, ch- uh, chapter two, verse seven says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and as, as if he was just now, because we tend to think of things in order. So sure. how he's already created or, or he was thinking about it.
0: Okay, so so in chapter one we have the overview of creation, the creation acts. In chapter two, there's this zoom. It's like zooming in on the creation of man. Okay, it's it's a zoom in where we look at how he made man. He spoke everything else into existence. Uh, man was his handiwork, his 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 artwork. Man was the crown of creation. He he uh, symbolically he uses his hands. To form man in his image. And so we 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 see this this elevation of man as the crown of creation. And so it restates what happens in chapter one. All right. So it's a restatement. Deacon Jackson, go ahead.
1: Uh yeah, Pastor, um, because God created man in his image, Satan was jealous of man. I mean, was mm-hmm. Satan kicked out of heaven? before. He was kicked out of heaven after uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, this So this is the first attack on man because God said, let me make man in my image. So that was the first attack on trying to separate man from God in the garden because Satan was jealous.
0: Remember there's somewhere in history eternal where there was this movement by Satan to rebel against God. And when Satan rebelled against God, he was kicked out of heaven, and the Bible says he fell to earth, all right? So he is roaming the earth, as the Bible says, uh, seeking whom he can devour, seeking who he can disrupt, seeking who he can uh, separate from God, because Satan is an accuser. He can't destroy us, but he can accuse us before God to move God to take action on us. Okay, think about the story of Job, where Satan appears with the son of God and God says, have you considered Job? And Satan talks about how God has protected him. Okay, so there's that jealousy that you talked about. Job is only worshiping you because of the way you treat him. But if you take everything away. So Satan is always trying to disrupt the fellowship. All right. Both man and woman are created in the image of God. Yes, that is true. Both man and woman are created in the image of God, and they have uh, responsibility. Go down, because uh, uh, she brought up uh, Genesis chapter 1, go down to Genesis 126, 126. Everybody got your Bibles? In Genesis 126, I want you to hear something and catch this. He says, I'm using King James because I have some more material I'm sharing. Uh, So tonight it's from King James. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle of the sea and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. That dominion, uh, man is supposed to be a caretaker of the earth. All right. Now think about this now. When Satan shows up in the garden, Adam's job was to run him out. Anything that was a threat, they were charged with keeping things and protecting things. So when Satan went at Eve, guess what? Adam's role should have been to drive him away. Amen. Amen. Cause because he should have protected her. He should Amen. Have- Protected. That was the dominion he had. And so when he yields to Satan, he gives up his dominion. Y'all thinking on that?
1: Yeah, that's why men fight for their women today when other men come around.
0: Okay. All right. I ain't going to mess with that. I ain't going to mess with that. All right. Because you're a protector. You're a protector. Amen. Uh, Amen. Go ahead. Is is that why
2: when God was looking for him, he knew where they were, but Mm -hmm. he called out to Adam. Because he was put in charge?
0: Uh, Because he was created first. First. Okay. He was, Adam was created first. And so it's the order of creation. Right. Okay. Adam, where are you? Okay. He's remember what we said. They are co-equals. They are co-regents yeah. at this time. Right. Uh, nobody's in charge. They're working together. Okay. She's the perfect complement to him. She's the perfect help me. Everybody get that, grasp that. In Genesis 1 and 2, they are perfectly compatible. They are co-regents. They are ruling and having dominion together. And they are given charge, amen, over creation, over the earth. And they're to protect it as well. That's what keeping it is, is, is protecting it. Yes, this is Deborah.
2: Okay. Yes, Pastor. I was wondering, God, he knew how Satan was mm-hmm. when he um, was causing problems. Mm-hmm. My question is, why wouldn't he just bound him okay. and to just keep him from, like, not being able to speak or move because he didn't want him to mess with his masterpiece? Why didn't he just bound him?
0: Okay. Now, now watch this, you all. We got we to gotta think theologically here, Okay. In all of this, and what I'm studying and reading, even in chapter three, I keep coming to this idea of God's grace, okay? That the grace of God is manifested through the mercy of God. If there had not been a fall, the grace, when we talked about, uh, and and for those of you that didn't listen to the sermon from this morning, uh, that Jesus displayed, uh, revealed God in, in the fullness of what his grace and truth. So so the 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 full picture of God w- was not able to be seen with everything perfect. But when when things go crazy, that's when grace is necessary. Come on, when people, when people mess up, that's when grace is required. When people fall, when they stumble, when they sin. Uh, God is omniscient. God knew what Adam and Eve had done. But guess what? God still showed up. He still came, what? In His grace, He came searching and seeking for them to have what? Fellowship and communion with them. Just because they sinned, God did not give up on them and destroy them, okay? Which is what He could have done. Amen? So we see this picture of God's grace, His mercy, and His love. And, and that's what makes us love God even more. The grace of God makes me love Him even more, and that's why I keep talking about y'all. Don't know about when to shout, you know. When I when I see the grace of God at work, you know, and what He does in, uh, we talk about the curses and how He gives them out. They they are they are penalties, but they're also expressions of His mercy. Instead of destroying you, I'm going to do this. Instead of wiping you out, I'm going to do this. Uh, and then in 15, He says, you know, the seed is going to come. And he's gonna crush your head. So the Satan is gonna be destroyed for his work. Uh Mills. Uh remember when God showed Adam in the garden mm-hmm. and told him that he could eat off every tree except
1: that one. Mm-hmm. And when he if he eat off that one, he would surely die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he eat off it,
0: and that's when grace show up. Okay. Because he was supposed to die. Okay. But that's when that's yeah. grace show up. hmm Right. And uh, let's remember, they did experience a death, but it was not obliteration. All right? Uh, what is the death? The death of the relationship he had with God. What is the death? The death of the relationship that they had with each other. There is a death that is experienced. And that's what sin causes. Sin causes. that That's the messiness of sin. When you, when you consider that somebody's going to get hurt in sin, when sin happens, so you think nobody's going to be, be hurt, but somebody's going to get hurt when, when sin is on the scene. Uh, Deacon Pat.
1: Yes, real quick. So at the moment when they ate of the fruit, they real their eyes were open and they realized they were naked. But would you say that also at that moment there was a a shield between them and God, the space that that we have with God, that like we have to go through Jesus Christ and everything to get to God, that at that exact moment their purity and their um one hundred percent spiritual life was clouded at that exact moment.
0: Yes, they died spiritually their connection with god was broken they died spiritually so god okay. says what where are you yeah they're hiding from god they're closing themselves off from god okay so god
1: god knew exactly where they were but they didn't know where god was anymore
0: uh they didn't know where they were oh, okay sometimes god has to make us aware of our of our condition you know we have to be convicted you know, it has to be exposed to us. You know, when we fall short of the glory of God, listen, there are sins of what? Omission and commission. And the word, the word, remember this morning, I'm, I'm, listen, we're bleeding two sermons. This is wonderful that that the word uh, is the light and the light. See, they they had knowledge, but they didn't have light. You know, you can have information, but if you don't know what to do with the information, you just have information, but, but the light is the wisdom of God is how to apply the information that you have. Are y'all with me? The word, the word is the wisdom of God that gives us life, is when we are obedient to the word. Remember what we said in the study. We said in the the sermon last week, we said that how did they survive? How did they make it in Genesis 1 and 2? Now, we don't know how long that actually was. We know things happened in days, but we don't know how many days may have passed before Genesis 3. Uh, Until Genesis 3, how were they making it? They were making it by listening to God. They were making it by doing what God says. Listen, we talk about the tree. God gave at least five commands before the fall. Now, listen at the commands. He told them what? Be fruitful, verse 128, multiply, reproduce, okay? Then he says what? Replenish the earth. Listen, that's stewardship of the earth. What are we dealing with now with all this stuff that we're hearing about? We're, 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 this uh, the ecology and all of that stuff, the stewardship of the earth, replenish it. All right. Then he says, uh, exercise dominion and do not give your dominion away. So when they when they listen to Satan, then now the creature is taking dominion over them. The creature starts telling them what to do. And so when they when they listen to the preacher, when you listen to Satan, you allow Satan to have rule over you. Even if you say the devil made me do it, you're acknowledging that you gave him decisive authority in your life. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we don't we don't think about it like that. All right. So so those are some of the things. Uh, uh, And then the last one was what? Don't eat of the tree. So there was some positives before there was a don't, and so many times we miss the positives that God gives us because the positives help us live, the quality of life. Amen. I, I really want us to hear when God talks about living, he's not just talking about existing, and so many people without God are just existing. They're not really living. They're not being fruitful. They're not multiplying. They're not replenishing. They're, they're, they're not doing, uh, they're not exercising their dominion. Amen. We talk about he, we're the head and not the tail. Well, if you believe that, then don't submit to Satan. Don't give your, don't don't let Satan have rule or reign in your life. All right, Reverend Dan, and, and then Brother Jamal. Okay, just real quickly, um...
2: The other night we brought up, it just fascinates me because I hadn't thought about that, that before the serpent spoke to Eve and and Adam, as they were there, Mm -hmm. about, you know, God really ain't going to do that. The only voice that they had heard was God's. That really fascinates me because I said that has to be right. He was God was the only one speaking that uh, I think of the scripture. uh, My sheep, they know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Mm -hmm. So, as you stated, when they were spoken to by something other than God, that should have been a red flag. That should have been a warning. There should have been something that that shook them. But again, that's the fallenness. Uh, showing up and and taking over uh in mm-hmm. in the scripture but it's amazing to me that, that did they even talk to each other
0: <laughs> okay well we we know that they had to communicate with each other so they communicated with each other so we'll 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 share that one because she was created for companionship
2: uh-huh Okay, so so, so we, you can communicate other I can other than talking though. No. Hello, somebody. No, but but
0: but we won't go there. Won't go there. <laughs> See, you can
2: communicate yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. though, really.
0: But, and, but but remember there's companionship going on. And remember before two, okay, before two, they had a perfect relationship. And that's why I say to couples, couples, go back and read Genesis 1 and 2. And then I would say to couples, listen to to me, all you married people. Then I would say to couples, learn how to listen to God's plan and listen to God's purpose. God has a plan and God has a purpose for things to work together. Look, listen at this, for good. When we follow God's plan and God's purpose, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be fruitful. Guess what's going to happen? We're going to multiply. Guess what's going to happen? We're going to replenish the earth. Guess you know. Guess what's going to happen? Amen. We're going to have dominion. When that—that's what God wants us to do. The crown, the crown of creation. He—he he wants us to be his 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 his, his masterpiece. And that's God's desire. And all this other stuff, this negativity, and all this uh, mess that we're dealing with today, happened when we tried to take control of ourselves. And, and not follow God's word.
1: The question I had because I, th- I believe you mentioned that there was death mm-hmm. and you indicated there was death of the relation after they disobeyed the command there was death mm-hmm. of the relationship okay So was Adam and Eve not together were they long, no longer married afterwards?
0: No they they were they the, the innocence of their relationship was gone they could then see evil in each other. They not only saw good, but they could see evil and think evil. Okay, so when they ate the fruit, their thoughts changed. They had innocent thoughts before the fall. But after the fall, you know, all kind of stuff started going on in their mind. Okay, and so what do they do? They cover themselves. Instead of being transparent and open with each other, they start hiding, hiding from each other. All right. And they put barriers between themselves. OK. All right. Deaconess Ann, real quick, because she's been trying to get in for a little while. Go ahead.
2: At some point before um, the serpent allowed Satan to possess him. OK. Then at some point there must have been harmony in the garden between all of the animals and Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. But then of all of the animals there, the serpent was the one that allowed Satan to use them. Okay. To disrupt the plans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, about hearing the voice, I was thinking if God gave man dominion over mm-hmm. all the animals, then not only eating the tree, but the fact that they he gave up his dominion by going with what the serpent said to do.
0: Right. Amen. And amen. And remember, remember this, the animals are a lower class of being. Yeah. They they are not on the same plane as Adam and Eve, okay? They are not created in the image of God. Uh, make sure you hear that part. They are not in the image of God. They are, uh, they are not souls, okay? Everything else he speaks and brings into being. But then man has some of God in him. God, what, breathes into man. It doesn't say that he breathed into animals. He just called them into being, and they were by the word by the creation of the word, but now that's why chapter two gives you this zoom in so you can see that, that the creation of man is, is on a whole different level when it talks about being created in the image of God. We are rational. We think. Uh, we can choose, all right? Uh, and I think this is not stretching. Uh, the serpent couldn't resist. The serpent didn't have that that rational mind that we have of doing that. Okay. The serpent didn't have any dominion over anything. Mm -mm. All right. And and so listen, when Satan is condemned to the earth, he becomes ruler of the earth. And guess what? When he when Satan enters and comes into the garden, all right, he's coming with a dominion of the earth, but man had what? Man had a, a higher reign than the serpent because the serpent had no communication with God in that way, as the man had, because the serpent had already forfeited, Satan had already forfeited his relationship with God when he rebelled against God and wanted to overthrow God in heaven. Y'all following me? All right. So, So Satan had a place, right? Okay. And when you do a study on Satan, you find out that Satan was one of the most beautiful things in heaven other than God. And his beauty and pride made him what? Reach, reach to want to be God. That's what got him kicked out. Uh, Sister Deborah, go ahead. Okay, Pastor. I just was wondering, they
2: mentioned of the trees in the garden. Okay. I mean, the trees, are they actual trees with fruit? Are they actual just metaphor of things that they can't and can do Because I was just wondering, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: all the trees,
0: all of them have the fruit. That would be just the only tree with a different fruit? Uh, There there were different types of trees, and there were multiple trees. There were other fruit trees in there. But this particular one had a characteristic, and that it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what it was identified as. There was another tree Mm -hmm. that we know was there, the tree of life. In addition to all the other trees that are out there and all the other plants and things that are there, the tree of life. Now, man, the tree of life is no temptation because there was no death. All right. So so there was no restriction put on the tree of life. Okay. But there was a restriction put on the tree of good and evil. Listen at the wisdom and the grace of God. As long as you don't know and you depend on me, you're going to live. But when you get knowledge to where you have to make choices for yourself, that's when you're going to experience death. Guess what God is saying? Y'all don't have enough knowledge. God sees the end from the beginning. God is omniscient. He knows what's going to happen down the road. We don't have that kind of knowledge. God knows all. So God can direct us because he knows. And so that's why his wisdom to us, gives us life. That's why we have light and understanding uh, with the word of God. All right. Wow. Praise God. We're moving on. Reverend Dale.
2: Yes, Pastor. Just so I'm clear. My understanding is before the fall, the lions and the, and the deer and the sheep and the people and everything that he made got alone and was in each other's presence walking by the lion wasn't attacking nobody <laughs> everything mm-hmm. was heaven <laughs> mm-hmm. everything was in agreement and if that is the case when the fall came it not only broke relationship with man and god it broke relationship with everything else that existed because you dare not put a, a lion in a room with a deer right now or with us, for that matter. Am I
0: thinking right? Yes, yes. Because there was harmony with, remember, creation gets cursed because of mankind. So all this turning against is a result of the curse. Now watch this, you all, and this might convince some of you vegetarians in the house. Uh, In Genesis uh, 1 and 29, the original uh, man, was a vegetarian. The original man was a vegetarian. Listen to what it says in twenty nine. And God said, "Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for meat." He didn't say I gave you a cow, a steer. He didn't say I gave you pork.
2: Wait, wait, uh, wait. He said I so gave wait.
0: you chicken. I, this we, is we all this is, big, this is big, This is before Genesis (laughs) three. This is before Genesis three. Okay. Okay? After Genesis three, because what happens after Genesis three, he he got to kill an animal to make clothes for. him. Mm. All right. So listen, when we're trying to live a kingdom life and stuff, we are striving for that Genesis one and two life. We're, We're striving to live. Uh, at peace with God, in harmony, in right relationship with God. That's, That's really the point of it. And God, through the seed, God, through the seed, promises, amen, a deliverer that is going to overthrow and destroy the usurper, the one who took our dominion. The seed is going to crush his head. That's destruction. And the seed is going to then have dominion That's when every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. He's going to restore things. That's why people were excited about the Messiah, amen, and Christmas coming, because they were looking for this restoration of God's rule. Okay. Deacon Pat, go ahead. I was going to piggyback on what
1: Reverend Deb said. Well, Mm -hmm. so the enmity was not only between man and God, but it was between animal and animal, but also the earth was cursed. Right. And the tree of life is what we will see again in Revelation Mm -hmm. after everything is done. And now that's the
0: tree we yearn for. Right. Yes. Eternal life. Amen. The abundant life. But it's going to be a different kind of life. It won't be a life lived in the dominion of Satan. It will be a life lived under the reign and rule of God through Jesus Christ. In the new heaven and the new earth, all right, and and that's what we that's what we yearn for. Even the creation is groaning. That's what Romans eight says. The creation groans. The creation is crying out. And and a lot of this stuff you see happening with the weather and climate control and and all of this stuff that's that's the groaning of creation because we haven't been good stewards. We haven't done the job of protecting the earth of keeping the earth. Amen wow uh, y'all thinking heavy y'all thinking heavy y'all thinking heavy uh we're getting close to time to wrap up uh this is our podcast you all amen uh the after sermon scoop uh we hope that this takes you deeper in your understanding of God listen when I was reading this and as I'm reading the Advent Christmas from cover to cover guess what I I I am appreciating God more and more and you know what I'm appreciating more and more the grace of God Amen. Amen. It's because of his grace. Yeah. Yes. The seed is the seed is because of God's grace. It's it in the midst of the death and the punishment that, that God is pronouncing. Amen. After they ate of the fruit, God offers us hope. God offers us grace. Amen. And And because of that grace, then then I can keep on living. You know, I I have something to look forward to. It's not going to be like this always. Amen. Guess what I'm looking for? I'm looking for the second advent. Thank you, Jesus, for coming as the baby. Thank you for coming as the redeemer. But now I'm looking for you to come as the conquering king. I'm looking for you to come as the Lord of Lords. I'm looking for you to come as the one who will make every knee bow and every tongue confess. I'm looking for Jesus to come as the one, amen, that's going to make all of his enemies his footstool. I'm looking for the one that's going to usher in the new heaven and the new earth. I'm looking for the one that that we're going to celebrate in, in Revelation, amen, where it gives us that picture of him sitting on the throne, there'll be no need of the sun or the moon anymore, right? There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more dying. There'll be no more sorrow. There'll Hallelujah. Be yes. There'll be no more of all of these things. Jesus reverses the curse. Hallelujah. Yes. He amen. reverses the curse. And when you get in right relationship with Jesus, watch what happens. When I align myself and allow the Word of God to be the light of my life, guess what I'll have? Life. That's today's sermon. See how you hook that thing together in the Bible? Amen. That's today's sermon. And Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it, what? More abundantly. Jesus wants us to have life in its fullest to the full. Amen. Amen. It's found, Amen. found by having that, that broken relationship with God restored. And guess what? When Jesus comes and you receive Jesus in your life, Jesus quickens your spirit. He renews your spirit. That spirit that died and was separated from God. Guess what? That spirit is not dead anymore. That spirit is alive in you now. And so your, your longing should be. Your longing should be to be with God. Amen. To walk with God. Amen. 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 Wow. 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 Listen what it says. Uh, God always, when He's talking prophetically in, in prophets, He says something like, "He shall be our God, and we shall be His people." God is always talking about the restoration of the relationship. He shall be our God, and we shall be His people. And the Lamb will lie down with the Lion. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, that's the restoration God is talking about. Reverend Dale.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to, to give a, a special thank you to our, our visitors that are online. We bless God for you. Thank you for joining us. Uh such a blessing.
0: Amen. 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 Yes, we do shout you out and we do recognize you. Again, this is our podcast. We get in there, and as you see, uh what I'm trying to do is the word of God together, put it together, uh, because you, you got to read, you know, the total word. You know, man does not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Now, to live, you have to be obedient to that word. They died because they transgressed his word. They took the word of another over the word of God. We got to learn how to what? listen for the word and i think somebody said it earlier the voice of god recognize god's voice and when god is saying something amen and then trust god trust god god says when i send my word forth it will accomplish that for which i said it it will not return to me what void amen god's word you can stand on the word heaven and earth will pass away amen so so what i want you all to work on is is not allowing the devil Satan, to have dominion over your life. Amen. Let Jesus be Lord of your life. Let God be king and let him rule. Study his word, stay in the word, and then do what the word says. Uh, We don't have to hide from God like Adam and Eve. We can come to God because now, because of the blood of Jesus, we are clothed in the righteousness of God. Amen. We're not naked anymore. We're clothed in the righteousness of God. Amen. And that gives us access to God. Amen. Uh, Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for this time together tonight, Lord God. And uh, we thank you for, as we are are growing as students of your word, as citizens of your kingdom, as children in the holy family, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for this time. Uh, We thank you, Lord God, that that, uh, you would help us to open up and and, and raise questions and share comments, Lord God, and provide insight uh, to one another, Lord God. Uh, Lord, teach us your way. Teach us your way. And Lord, you are the head of our lives. You are our king. Uh, you are our ruler, Lord God. Help us to submit to you, Lord God. And then, Lord God, help us to hear your voice and your word. And may your word find fertile ground in our hearts, Lord God, and may the seed be planted and may it bring forth fruit, Psalm 30, Psalm 60, Psalm 100 fold. Bless this endeavor, Lord God, this initiative with the after the sermon scoop, Lord God, that your people can be blessed. In the name of Jesus, bless them and keep them till we come together again. Amen. 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 God God bless all of y'all. God bless you.